Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. Those of you watching online, those of you here in person, we're so excited that you are here with us as we kick off 2021. I'm thrilled that you're in this room or watching. And, and if you missed it, my name is Adam. I'm the volunteer coordinator here at DHC. And we're thrilled about what's going to happen this year at Downtown Harbor Church. Before we launch into today's message, one of the things that our staff did is we kind of got together we had a conversation about, hey, what do our people need to hear going into this year? Where are we going as an organization and where are we going individually? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And this is not your standard New Year's message, New Year, New Faith, New Year, New You, all those kinds of things, even though it probably applies. But we wanted to go back and tell you about Downtown Harbor Church and talk about where we're going collectively as a, as a group of people in 2021. And then we want to talk about where we're going individually in 2021 with our faith. And so let's first of all talk about 2021. Boy, we've been waiting for it, haven't we? I got to tell you, yeah, people are excited. I got a couple ladies in the front row who are pumped, okay? But I'm, I, just so you know, like 2021 was this thing where everybody was waiting for it and everybody was waiting for what's going to happen this year. You've probably seen it on social media. You've probably seen it in conversations or even on, you know, media or things that you're watching on TV. People are excited about the new year. You've seen memes on Instagram and Facebook of people putting the 2020 in the background, giving it the double bird, you know, all the things that go on. Like, and so so, but, but here's the truth about what a lot of us think about this year. A lot of us think that 2021, everybody thinks this year is going to come and magically things are going to get better. All of a sudden, boom, we're going to turn the page. 2020 is over. 2020 is done. And magically, we are just going to poof, be all kinds of better. Well, I've got news for you, okay? I've got a little news for you. This is not the way that it works. So if you're excited, allow me to squelch your excitement here this morning. No, I don't really want to do that, but I will. To just have a conversation to go, hey, this is really not the way that this works, right? Is that in, in, in all reality, 2021 is probably going to be a lot like 2020. Now, we hope better in some ways, but everything's not just going to magically change, that we have to work for change and put change into motion and do all these things related to change. And so it's probably going to be a lot like where we came from in 2020. But the question is, related to 2021 in this year, the question is this, what about our faith, right? Because 2020 was a challenging year for our faith. 2020, our faith was challenged. You know, our organization was challenged. We were challenged individually. What about our faith? What does that look like? And furthermore, as we go into 2021, what does it look like for us collectively as an organization? Where are we going related to our faith together as a group of people? And then where are we going individually? What does that look like? I talked about that as we started. Because the truth is, some people have come up to me over the course of time and they've said, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, I'm a follower of Jesus or I've committed my life to Jesus. I've crossed the line of faith. But, you know, I don't really engage with church. Uh, you know, I do my own thing. I, I read the scripture. I maybe talk to a few people here and there. But I don't have a church that I would call my home or a church that I engage with. I just kind of do my own thing. And I want to tell you that you can still have a real faith and do that. That's okay. But what I would tell you is this, is that as you think about engaging with church in 2021, just know this, your faith and where you're going and the local church go hand in hand. 
They do. They kind of walk alongside each other. At least that's what we believe. And we just believe that you can have faith without the church. You can actually have a real faith without the church, but don't miss this, but they're better together. But they're better together. They're better when they walk alongside each other. They're better when they coexist, shall we say. Now, what I love about this room here today and what I loved about our first service, by the way, we had our record number of people at our first service since we reopened this morning. How cool was that? That was a really cool thing, okay? It's an exciting, yeah, oh, wow, some applause. That's an exciting thing. In the IMAX, it seems a little filtered out. However, I appreciate that. But let me talk to you about Downtown Harbor Church because what I love about this is that there are some people in here, in this room right now, who've been a part of this organization since day one. There are some people sitting in this room who've been a part of Downtown Harbor Church, DHC for short, since we opened our doors. And then there are some people who it might be your very first Sunday here at Downtown Harbor Church. Or maybe you've been coming for a length of time or some weeks or some months, or maybe you were pre-COVID and now you're maybe coming back. You're trying to get out a little bit and it's the first of the year. But I wanted to stop and I wanted to talk about Downtown Harbor Church and who we were and where we came from so that you who are engaging with our organization can have a little bit of an idea of who we are. Downtown Harbor Church was launched just over five years ago in this very room on September 20th, 2015. And uh, lo and behold, what the cool thing was about when we reopened is we actually reopened after our COVID pandemic break when we weren't meeting in person on our five-year anniversary. So DHC has been around here in this museum in the city of Fort Lauderdale for just about five years. And why did we do this? Why were we a group of people who started something new? Well, we did this because we had a mission in mind. We wanted to talk about what we were going to do. We were going to redefine the church experience in the city of Fort Lauderdale. Because one of the things that we heard over and over again is that people did not want to engage with church. They didn't like church. They felt alienated by church. They never fit into a church. They couldn't engage with a church. So they said, I'm out. So, and then subsequently, 87 to 90% of our people in our community did not engage with any local church. So our mission was to redefine the church experience in the city of Fort Lauderdale, to create something new that people could engage with, to create something new that that you could engage with and feel comfortable inviting the people that you love and care about too. So that is why we're here. So, but we didn't just come up with that ourselves. We base that on the scripture. And in the book of Galatians, the guy who we've been talking about a lot at DHC in recent months, ever probably we've talked about him more in the last couple of months than we have ever since we reopened, was a guy by the name of Paul who wrote over half of the New Testament, one of the most famous Christians to ever walk the earth. Paul was actually writing a letter to a group of people that we kind of based our church on. And we kind of said, this is the core of who we are. And, and some of you, maybe even if you've been around Downtown Harbor Church for a long time, maybe you've never even heard this. Maybe you didn't know it and you're like, wow, this would have been good to know a long time ago. Well, that's why we're having the conversation as we kickstart 2021. 
If you have a Bible, you're welcome to open it. We're going to be in the book of Galatians in the New Testament, chapter 5. If you don't and you want to follow along on your phone, you can do that as well. But if not, no problem. As always at DHC, the scripture will be on our screens. So in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, Paul is writing a letter to these people who live in Galatia, and he's addressing the fact that they're getting their faith wrong. They're doing things in a different way than Jesus called them to do. Sound like a lot of local churches that you might know today? Stay tuned. This is exactly why we started Downtown Harbor Church. Galatians 5, verses 1 through 3. It says this, So Christ has truly set us free. Faith in Jesus has set us free. The old law is gone. The old ancient Jewish law is no more. Faith in Christ is the only thing that has set us free. Now make sure that you, don't miss this, Stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. He goes on. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision, and he used circumcision as an example for the old law and the things that you had to do, the old Jewish traditions to be made right with God, to participate in the faith, to go to the temple, right? Circumcision was the main example of the old law being practiced again. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you because they're going back to the old way. They're doing things the way that they don't need to do it again, right? They're not redefining things. They're going back to the ancient way. He says, I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. If you're counting on faith in God due to circumcision, the old law, then man, you better go back and do all of it. Do every one of those laws, all of the laws that are in the ancient Jewish text. He's telling us, don't go back to the old way. The old way is gone. It's been finished. The law means no more because Jesus came to fulfill the law. Faith in Jesus is the only way that you can be set free moving forward into your future. Don't go back, go forward. He says in Galatians 5 verse 6, this is what he goes on and he says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. So whether you've been circumcised or uncircumcised, it has no value. In fact, let's take a little survey in the room. If you're uncircumcised, you want to, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> I got a great, you know, I got a great laugh. I appreciate that. You know, it's a good one. I kind of pull that out every now and then. Okay. Goes on and he says, what I love about this, don't miss this. It doesn't have any value. And he goes and he says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. That's new. That's redefining things. Faith expressing itself through love. Nothing else matters. Paul confirms it when he says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. This is what we based our entire church on. And if you're in this room and this is the first time you've heard it, just so you know, this is very, very meaningful to us. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So as you sit back and you ask this question, okay, redefining the church experience in the city of Fort Lauderdale, what does redefine mean? 
What does that mean, Adam? Collectively? And as we are going to get into later on, individually. So let me talk about collectively, because I talked to you about that today we were going to kind of set the stage for 2021. Okay, what does this look like at our church? How are we redefining things? And why should I engage with it right where it's at? Why should I bring my friends and neighbors right where it's at? Why should I keep coming back? What does this mean for us? So collectively, when we started Downtown Harbor Church, we started to redefine the church experience by doing something. So when we started DHC, there were a couple of conversations that were had. We sat around the table and we said, hold on a second. Are you telling me it's real? that 87% to 90% of people in this city don't go to any church or engage with church at all. And we're like, yeah, those are the statistics. So we started to ask ourselves questions and we started to ask ourselves, why? Why don't they go? Well, unlike uh, many churches who we've encountered in our area, we don't think that we have all the answers. So what we did was we actually decided to ask people who don't go to church, why don't you engage or go to church? And so one of the things that we did was we asked people what they hated about church, and then we took those things away. We said, we're going to remove the things you hate. We're going to take them away so that you can engage with us right where you're at. Basically, it was this question. Basically, why weren't they coming? Why weren't people coming? Want to know what they told us? There are five things that we kind of put a box around and summarized what they told us about why they weren't coming to any local church. The first one is this, politics. And I'm not talking about church politics. I'm talking about politics. We haven't had any of that this year, as I'm sure you know. And so one of the things that a lot of local churches do is they stand up here and they talk about politics or they endorse a political candidate on one side or another. And we just said, do you realize that when you're doing that, you're alienating 50% of your audience like that? So at Downtown Harbor Church, we have a policy. We do not in any way, shape, or form discuss political issues from this stage. In fact, we rarely in our life discuss political issues personally. Not that they don't matter and don't exist, they do, but we just believe Jesus has called us in a different direction to do something different with our life. In fact, at Downtown Harbor Church, we believe in this so much that there were people who challenged us during the pandemic, during this year, to actually bring up and address political issues publicly that were going on. And they said, you need to take a stand and address this. And I watched our leadership team, which I'm a part of, stand by and say, no, absolutely not. It is part of our core values and we do not do that. And if this is not the place for you, then see ya. And sure enough, they were like, I can't be a part of it. That's okay. Listen, there are places that do this. There are places that address political things and movements and statements. We are not one of them. Why? Because we believe in the message of Jesus and we believe that him going out into a broken world, we being the vessels for that, faith expressing itself through love is way more important than political issues. And we're not going to talk about it here. So we took that away. Politics will never be discussed from this stage. And I don't care if you're right, left, in the middle, up, down. We don't care. You're welcome here. We don't talk about political issues from this stage ever. And we won't. Number one, politics. Number two, one of the things that people told us was that church was a waste of time. 
Man, they're talking about things that I can't relate to. Man, they're boring. Man, I don't understand what the guy or gal with the microphone is saying. It doesn't make any sense to me. How did I get up slightly hungover on a Sunday morning and drag myself there and they, I can't make, I can't make any sense of what they're saying. Understood? Downtown Harbor Church, we work really hard at this so that you could hear a message on a Sunday and directly put it into practice in your life on a Monday. That's why every single week here at DHC, we put a word up on the screen and we say, what's the practical? So that you can hopefully hear an awesome message and it can kind of set you forward into your week so that you could hear something that you could put into practice in your life. We took this away. We didn't want church to be a waste of time. We heard that too much. Politics, waste of time. Number three, the people who went to church were fake. Let me tell you something about Downtown Harbor Church. Let me just give you a little heads up here. Downtown Harbor Church has what I would call an eclectic group of individuals who are a part of DHC. Maybe, maybe you're new around here and you're kind of on the fringes and you don't know any of these people yet, or maybe you're just starting to get engaged. And, and so let me, let me give you a, a little, little heads up here. There's some weirdos here at DHC. There's some strange birds, okay? And, 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 and we wouldn't have it any other way, right? And because we don't, we're not fake. We're who we are, and that's just who we are. In fact, I was sitting around with some people, all who are a part of DHC, and there were some people go, man, you know, we got a lot of strange birds at our church. And I said, yeah, well, many of them are sitting around this table, kind of a deal. Okay, so, it, but, but here's why. Here's why we're, we're okay with saying that, because we're not fake. There is nobody in this organization who's plugged into the organization that needs to hide anything when they come in. With that said, we're all hopefully on a faith journey, taking steps toward Jesus, changing our lives in a good direction. But we want you to be who you are in an authentic way, and you are welcome here regardless of anything. And that is me included. In fact, I walked up today, and somebody said to me, they go, you speaking today? I said, yes, I am. They go, is that the shirt you're wearing? I said, yes, I am. And they go, problem? I said, problem? I said, this is my confetti shirt. It's January 3rd, New Year. And you know, they're like, mm-hmm. I'm not changing my shirt. In lie, okay, kind of a deal. That was John. Who else would it be who said something like that? What a creep. Anyway, no, he's one of my great friends, okay? But no, I'm not gonna be fake, right? And, and neither should you. You're not gonna find that here at Downtown Harbor Church. Come as you are. Probably the first organization I've ever been a part of where that is actually true. Politics, waste of time, fake. Number four, inward focused. This is a really important thing for us at DHC, that we are not just here having a holy huddle, that we would reach out into our community. Furthermore, one of our guys who you might know at Downtown Harbor Church, maybe if you're new, you've never met him. He was down in the lobby in a pink shirt. He was an usher over here. Scott is his name. He is actually leading up um, with some of our volunteers about to kind of ramp up as we head into 2021 and an initiative to help the homeless in our city. So if you're interested in getting involved in that, we'll be talking about that at the end of the service. Um, but Downtown Harbor Church is just not a place where we want to focus on us and what we're doing all the time. We want to actually reach out and, and turn our focus outward to other people. In fact, we just believe this. We just believe that the people who aren't here already are just as important, if not more important, than the people who are already here. And that's just something we say around here, that, that we just want to believe that and put that into action and put that into, you know, into out there in the streets of Fort Lauderdale, that we are not inward focused. Politics, waste of time, fake, inward focused. And the last one might be the most important because so many of us have been burned by this. It's the idea of conditional acceptance. Some of us have been a part of churches where we would actually even cross the line of faith, but we would attempt to get involved. You'd say, I want to volunteer. 
I want to I want to plug in. I want to greet at the door. I want to work with kids. I want to help in the office. I want to make copies. I want to serve coffee. Whatever the case is. And then the church would say, "Hey." you need to come to the volunteering class first. It's Saturday from nine to three for a month, you know? And then you'd be like, well, I just want to say hi to people on the way in. But then what would happen at the class? You'd fill out the little form and they'd ask you, do you agree with this? 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 And then all of a sudden, if the answer is no, or you don't line up with something, you get the stiff arm. And they tell you, no, can't be a part of us and what we're doing. Not here. Got to check all these boxes to engage with us. And at Downtown Harbor Church, we just say this, wherever you are, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you have going on, you are welcome here. And not only can you come and be welcomed here, but you are welcome to engage with us here. We're going to talk about volunteering in a little bit, but we just say, listen, there are no qualifications that you need to have to greet at our doors or to be on our team. We will take you where you're at. And that's something that we are truly passionate about. We're going to talk about that more in a little bit. Those five things, politics, um, waste of time, fake, inward focus, conditional acceptance. We asked people what they hated about church. Those were the answers we got. And then we took those things away. We said, nope, we're not doing any of those at DHC. So whenever you come or you bring someone to this organization, because it's always nerve wracking to bring someone that has never been before to church, isn't it? Especially if you're with them and you're sitting next to them and they're going, what do they think of the singing? Do they think this is weird? Like, what's this going to be like? And then is the guy with a mic going to say something that's going to make them uncomfortable? We're just letting you know that we are taking those things away and you will never, ever have to deal with those as you engage with Downtown Harbor Church. That's why we're here collectively. We're walking through life together as we move through 2021. But what about you? What about individually? What does it look like for you to engage with DHC on an individual level as you move through this year? Well, number one, we just believe that most important, that if faith, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love, that we as individuals have to live out these principles that we learn in love. Love, so many of us have forgotten what it looks like to love other people. We simply have. So many of us, specifically in 2020, are angry and we're mad about whatever we're mad about. And here, you know, it's one of those things where um, it's this, uh, this idea that we've got to go back to the idea that figuring out what it looks like to love, right? DHC at its core is about the experience people have with Christians out outside the church. Our job is to bring you in here, give you a practical message, and send you out there, hopefully engaging with other people in love. Because too often people who don't know God have a bad experience with those who do. People who don't know God oftentimes don't not engage with church because of something the church did, even though we've heard of many scenarios where that's the case. So often they don't engage with the local church because of Christians, people who claim to know God, who act nothing like Jesus called them to act, who are pompous, arrogant, full of themselves people who don't have a loving bone in their body. And that is the absolute opposite of how we were called to live. So in 2021, what does this mean for you? Basically, let me take the question further. If I'm going to come to Downtown Harbor Church, I'm going to kind of engage with this organization. What does this mean for you individually? What do you do? What do you do? 
So I don't know if there's note takers in here, if you're watching online and you're taking notes or you're in the room taking notes, but I'm going to give you three practical steps. And I just truly believe that one of the things that we need to do as we move into 2021 as individuals is we need to figure out how to put these three practical steps into practice in our lives. And if we do, watch out because there's no stopping downtown Harbor Church. And what God will do through this organization as he works to change us from the inside out and help to transform our city from the inside out. Number one is this, show up. Man, this is so key. And, and granted, I know there's a lot of people watching online, those from near and far who, for whatever reason, don't feel comfortable joining us yet due to the pandemic. That's not what I'm talking about, even though um, if you are on the ledge there, I would encourage you to figure out a way whenever you're comfortable to get back here because we take every precaution that we can to keep people safe. But number one, show up. I just believe this. I believe there are a lot of Sunday mornings or Saturday nights or weekends that we go to bed or we get up and we go, you know, not today. I, I, I'm good. I'm, I might just stay in my bed and tune in online or whatever that looks like for you. I want to encourage you as we launch into 2021, regardless of the life circumstances you are going through, show up. There is something so special that happens when you live in community. There is something so special that happens when you're here. There is so something, there's something so special that happens when you're in the same room. God works and moves through the hearts of people right here as you show up in this room. There's something that's special that happens when you're in the same room. And so often, if you're like me, because I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you right now, because I have worked at a local church now for almost 20 years. 2021 will be 20 years I've worked in a local church, part-time and full-time my entire really adult life. And you know, after 20 years, I'm getting to the point where even I wake up when the alarm goes off at about 4.30 in the morning and I'm going, not today. But I will tell you, I know how important it is because any of us at any time could easily make this excuse. I'm not going to church this week because kids have been crazy. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I got to work tomorrow. I'm hungover. That's not an excuse to be hungover. We just know that many of you do show up in the room hungover. So we appreciate that. And so we just address it and be real about it because that's DHC is not fake, okay? So it's just one of those things that we, we just encourage you to figure out how to show up. And, and we don't want you to just show up for the church or for numbers or for us. That's not it at all. We just believe that there's something special that happens when you are connected, when you are connected to other people, when you show up and you meet someone, when you show up and you have a conversation outside. I challenged everybody who was in first service to do this and we're working on something at DHC. I'm excited about it. We're gonna be talking about a little area out in the foyer at some point where people can connect even more. We're working on that because we just believe there's something special. So I'm gonna challenge you right here today don't leave this building today or go back to the parking lot without having a conversation with someone else. Don't do it. 
I'm just gonna challenge you to do it right there because I just believe that God is working through the lives of the people who are in this room. And so at last service, I challenged everybody to just stay and have a conversation for just a few minutes with somebody who they may not know. And people were everywhere out there. It was like they actually listened, which was really cool because you know we don't know if people listen, we hope they do. And they were out there having conversations, getting to know each other. And I was like, this is a really cool thing. And who knows? Because I talked to somebody and I was like, we should get together. They have an infant. I have an infant. Me and Caitlin have an infant. So we're going to get together and go to the park and, and hang out. Who knows what God could do through a relationship? So we just believe there's something special that happens when you're connected. But you can't be connected if you're not here. And I think it's so important for us to understand that, that if God's going to work through our lives like that, that it, we got to figure out how to make a commitment to show up, to show up when we can. And we understand you can't show up every week. I can't show up every week. But I do believe that when I'm able to, I'll tell you where you can find me on Sunday morning, right in this room. Because I want to be connected to others. I want God to work through my life and figure out how he's going to maneuver and have dialogue and conversation. There's something special that happens when you're connected. And it's not going to happen if you ain't here. And what I love about this is that somebody figured this out long before we did. In a place that wasn't a church. And it was this man. And I don't know if you remember this man or not. But this is Norm, right? And Norm used to go to a place called Cheers. And you know why Norm went there? Because everybody knew his name. But nobody would know Norm's name if he was never there. And so that's why it's important for you to be here. Because I love when people come in to DHC and, and, and the masks have made it challenging. Don't get me wrong. Because we try to get to know people. We try to have conversations. And I'm like, hey, Rob. Hey, Rebecca. You know, and then sometimes I'm like, hey, who are you with the mask? Like, I, you know, somebody comes in like a bank robber. I don't recognize them with the glasses and the mask and a hat. Like, you know, I'm trying, but I can only do so much. But it's really cool when you start to get to know people and you start to engage with them. But we won't do it unless we can show up. So let today be your kind of stake in the ground to go, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a part of what God's doing there whenever I'm able to. And just a side note, when you show up at DHC as a staff, as people who planted this church, I will tell you, it means so much to us. We could not express what it means to us when you show up here. It is really, really encouraging. It gives us energy and we are so excited to engage with you when you come. So number one, show up. Number two, something I am extremely passionate about. Number two, as we walk individually into 2021 related to our faith, we've got to figure out how to say yes to volunteering. How to say yes to volunteering. And I want to talk about this for a second. Did you know nationwide at local churches what the percentage is of people who volunteer inside of their local church? So if you've got 100 people at a church in Sioux City, Iowa, this is how many people would volunteer at that church. It's 8 to 10% of people volunteer at local churches nationally. Now at Downtown Harbor Church, the number is much higher than that. We are actually closer to between 40 and 50% of our people who serve here at DHC. It's because we've placed such an emphasis on volunteering within our church culture. 
you might see people when you come in on the sidewalk or in front of the fountain or in the parking lot or people who are at the coffee station or even people who are working the media here who volunteer and say yes because they understand that volunteering, using your gifts to serve others is not an option inside of the local church. Sure, you can say no and I'm not going to engage with that, but God actually calls us to serve. He says, go and do this. This is one of the ways you're going to grow your faith and you will serve others in the process. The book of 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You know what I love about saying yes to volunteering? is that when you say yes to volunteering, you say yes to being on the team. When you say yes to volunteering, you say yes to being on the team. And I just believe in this so strongly, right? Because if you've ever been on a team, you know how cool this is. You know how exciting this is when you win together as a team. But here's what church has turned into in 2020 and in 2021. Church has turned into something that you go to rather than something that you participate in. And I know there's a decent number of sports people in this room right now. So allow me to say this. As you move forward into 2021, church is not meant to be a spectator sport. You are not meant to just sit on the sidelines and not get involved. God calls us to get involved. Therefore, we should say yes and respond and say yes to volunteering in a different and unique way. And what I love so much about where we have been as a local church is that related to conditional acceptance, there's no qualifications or prerequisites that you have to go through or or do to volunteer at this church. Are you living? Do you have a pulse? You're in. We'll take you. Come right where you're at. It doesn't matter. Like, okay, go like this. You in? Okay, we'll take you. Come on. And we'll figure out what you can do, right? A lot of churches don't do that, but we've said we want to get people involved. And I'll tell you this. If you want to engage with church in any way in 2021, volunteering is so, I just want you to understand this, volunteering is so misunderstood. Because here's what people think. People think that we stand up here and we say this because the local church needs volunteers or we need you to show up. No, granted, every church needs volunteers. But you want to know what's true about volunteering? That when you show up to volunteer, you find a lot of unexpected things that you never thought that you would find before. You find people who think and act almost the same way you do. You find like-minded people. You find a different type of community. You find that when you give back to a church or an organization or you greet people or you work with kids or you help put on whatever goes on in here or you help load in or load out upstairs with our gear that we do every week. By the way, we show up at about 6.45 in the morning and we leave here about 12.30. We all have fun doing it, but man, it's, it's one of those things that it's exhausting and people realize what goes into it every single week. Volunteering is misunderstood because we just kind of think, oh, they need us to show up. That's why they're having this conversation. Well, that's why they could put the guy in the confetti shirt up there with a the mic because they need people to show up. No, we don't. I mean, we do, but no, we don't, right? Because when you say yes to volunteering, you know who wins every single time? You are the one who wins every single time. I've never, ever, and I've been doing this for a decent amount of time, 
met a volunteer who walked away from serving and giving of their time that said, man, what a waste. Because here's the truth. Even if you're greeting somebody on a curb or you're greeting somebody at the door, you're encountering somebody, you're saying hi, you're extending a hand, and you have no idea what their story is. You have no idea what they're going through. What if God has strategically positioned you right there in that moment to reach out a hand to someone who needs it? What if a kid shows up and you're actually working with kids and you have a chance to engage with him or her and they desperately need another adult in their life, hopefully saying the same things that their parents are saying because they're struggling in a way that even they can't express and God placed you there for a reason. You know who wins when we do that? Us. That's why volunteering is so important. Show up. Volunteer. Don't put this next one up yet. Just give me a second here, tech team. Just stay with me for a second, okay? I'm going to set it up. The thing that I'm going to put up last is one of, if not the most important things related to the Christian faith that we can do, but it's also the most difficult. And I've just believed that God's calling us to renew this commitment or to do this differently in 2021. And I'll never forget when we were going through the message this week, I told John I wanted to talk about this. And he said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I want to talk about it because I don't work here. (laughs) Even though I do, I'm contracted to work here, but I'm not on full-time staff here. Because this is kind of controversial, I told him, I said, let me talk about it and not you. So nobody has to throw a dagger in your direction. I'll take the dagger. Because this is about the most difficult part of the Christian faith that I think as we launch into 2021 that we can figure out how to do this in a up-the-game kind of a way. It's to figure out how to give. And I don't mean of our time. I don't even mean showing up. I mean financially. I'm talking about money, honey, okay? That's what so it's one of those things... And I'll tell you my personal story as I close the message. Um, and, and the personal testimony is not in any way, shape, or form other to show you how God can work. It's not meant to go look at me, look at me. But I, I want to just stop here for a second and just let you know this. When you say yes to giving monetarily to the work of God, whether it's this local church or any local church or any kingdom-based work, shall we say, I just want you to know this. I just believe that giving is the most difficult part of the Christian faith. I believe that it's absolutely the most difficult thing to do, especially to take that first step to get your finances organized, to know how much to even give, all those kinds of things. I just believe it's the most difficult part of the Christian faith. The question is this, how do you trust God with your most valued assets? Man, that's trust. That's saying I'm in. That's saying yes like never before. God gave us instructions on how to do this in the Old Testament in the book of Malachi as he addressed the ancient Israelites and he talked to them about how giving looked. Jesus confirmed this and actually encouraged us to take it to a next level. But in the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, it says this. It says, bring the whole tithe, which is 10%, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Basically, God is saying, hey, take that tithe, take that 10% and give it to me. Give it back to me because I gave it to you. But I love what he says next, and it's so important. It's actually even more important than that verse. He goes on and he says this, test me, 
in this. The only time in the entire Bible that God instructs people to test him. Test me in this, he says, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room, be not room enough to store it. Let me clear up a little bit of a disclaimer here. This is not prosperity gospel. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that prosperity gospel is the idea that if you give back to God, that he will give back to you multiple times over. That is not what we're preaching, right? This is this, this idea that you give your money to the local church and God is going to give you twice back. That is not what we're saying. Okay. So just be aware of that, even though sure that's possible. I mean, we've talked to a lot of people who've done it and who knows what God will do. So I just want you to know this. Um, this is personal and it's real and it's deep, but sometimes it's important for us to just get personal. Is that since I was a really young man, I get, yeah, I guess I was going to say guy, but man feels like the right word. I don't know why that was a little awkward, but we'll make it work. Um, since I was a really young man, um, in fact, since I was 18 years old, I have done this. Um, my wife, who's a little bit younger than me, has done this since she had a job. Um, where we had committed to give 10% and more of our money first every single month, every single week to the local church. And that verse in Malachi talks about how God will pour out blessings where there are not even enough room to store it. I just want you to know this, is that that might not always be monetary. It might be emotional. It might be something different. I don't know what it looks like for you in your life, but I want you to know this, is that I am a living, walking, breathing example that I have committed to do it and we committed to do it as a family and that we will train our daughter how to do it because the blessings that God has poured out on our life in every single way, including monetarily, because we've chosen to give to him first is exponentially greater than we could ever, ever understand or imagine. So as we talk about what 2021 looks like, I challenge you, I really do to figure out what that looks like. And John's going to talk about that later coming in the next couple of weeks and months. He might go into more detail about it. But I think it's so important for us to understand that showing up, volunteering, and giving are so key as a part of the Christian faith. And lastly, I'll say this before I close. Downtown Harbor Church, and as we talk about giving, you don't have to give to DHC. I mean, we're thankful if you do. We just think that you should be giving in some way. But if you do want to give to DHC, just so you know, I have a lot of conversations and they often go like this. Hey, Adam, it's so nice of the museum to allow us to come in here and use this space for free. Well, just so you know, the museum as gracious as they are, does not allow us to use the space for free. It is $1,500 a week for us to be in this space. And those, there are many people who have financially contributed to Downtown Harbor Church who help us offset this cost. But we are a real organization with real operating expenses. Just so everybody knows, because you might not have that information. I'm telling you a lot of things you might not know today. But I will also tell you this. I'll stand up here and own it. I've never seen a fiscally more responsible organization on the planet. So John, who's our lead guy, is an extremely fiscally responsive guy. We are an organization that does not waste money. Let me tell you an example real quick. I just want to put this on the screen. Okay, so have you seen these? Do you know what these are? 
These are Lint Lindor truffles. I'm not sure if you're familiar with these. Come, I mean, many times they're out, but specifically around the holidays. What a tasty treat. Well, as we were coming back into um, our uh, you know organization around the holidays, we just thought it'd be nice to have some Lint truffles, maybe some Hershey Kisses out by the coffee stand. Well, one day, wouldn't you know it, old John himself takes a stroll down the coffee stand, and I'm standing there, some volunteers are standing there, and John's kind of poking around the coffee stand like he likes to do, like to you know make people anxious and uncomfortable. And so, and so I said, may I help you? And he said, he held up one of these truffles and he said, uh, let me, may I ask a question? I said, yeah, go ahead. He goes, who approved this expense to get these? And I said, I did. He goes, noted. Okay. And he, but my point in saying that is we laugh about that because we're watching stuff around here. We do not want to be wasteful of any of our resources. And those truffles are gone and man, they were good. Okay. I had a couple of them myself. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> But it's just one of those things that we are a very fiscally responsible organization. And so I just believe that if you decide that giving is something that you want to do, you need to know that that is in good hands at Downtown Harbor Church. It is so, so authentic and real the way that we handle money around this organization. So at Downtown Harbor Church, I told you when we talked about this being a waste of time, that every single week we put this word on the screen. What's the practical? And we said, what can you do with what you hear? How can you put into practice on Monday what you hear on Sunday. I just want you to know really, really briefly, I'm going to be really quick on the practicals today because I'm nearly out of time. Downtown Harbor Church is here. Downtown Harbor Church is here for something. It's for you. We created DHC for you to use to engage with, to invite people that you know. For the love of everything, use it. This is why it's here. We took out politics, waste of time, fake, inward focus, conditional acceptance, so that we stripped all those things away so that you could use it. Do it. And then lastly, as we wrap and launch into 2021, make the commitment. Adam, make the commitment to what? Show up. Volunteer. Give. You want to watch your faith take off this year? You want to watch this church take off this year? You want to watch us be a force for change in this community? Do those three things. Okay, how do you do it? What does it look like? Put it on the screen. Here's the deal. Put it on the, gosh, it's a big screen, isn't it? Wow, we didn't pay for that. Let me tell you that much. Okay, so, so there's a QR code. So you can take out your phone and just take a picture of it. There'll be another one on the way out if you don't get to it. Okay, take out the phone, take a, like, put up the camera thing and get the QR code. It'll open the website. Give us your information. Say yes to volunteering. If you want to give, you can do so from that screen. Listen, giving isn't always the easiest commitment. Don't make a snap decision in this room. You need, that needs to be between you and God. I mean, we'll, we'll be thankful when you do, but we're just not one of those churches that goes, yes, you know, come to the front and place your check in the chest. Like, that's not us, okay? Like, this is something between you and the big man that you need to work out. And so, but I just believe if you want to engage with us this year, do this. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. And after the service, when we say goodbye, there'll be a lot of us just hanging out there. Have a conversation with somebody that you don't know. Have a conversation with somebody you want to engage with. Even as we're just trying to get out of the museum and load out, we're trying to do this better in a different way. We're so quick to give God all the glory for what he does this year in 2021. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much, God, for who you are. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for just what, we at DHC took your lead on to do. You've led us here and we're thankful. God, as we go into this year, help us to be here 
for our community, for our church, for people who would want to come in and engage. And Lord, we love you. We thank you. Help us to show up. Help us to volunteer. Help us to give. And God will be so quick to give you all the glory. As we launch into this year, Lord, we just pray that you would be more present than ever before. That you would guide us. That you would help us, keep us as a church, as an organization, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.